And it wasn't until I went out to California, it was six months after I finished the Half Iron Man, and I went to go on vacation for two weeks and I left my prescription at home by accident and I had an ultra panic attack on the plane and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to survive. And I remember um, realizing at that moment, that was my aha aha moment of I can't go on vacation for two weeks without Adderall, like I have a problem. I'm Megan Armstrong. Welcome to Life Six Feet Above. Six Feet Above was created when I started to share my story of spending 16 years wanting to be six feet under to now living a life full and happy six feet above. The more that I started to talk about my journey, my struggles, and my past, the more I realized people were genuinely interested and not judgmental at all, which is what I'd feared for so long. In fact, other people wanted to talk about their story as well, and for some reason they trusted me to do so. So the Six Feet Above podcast is my way of helping to share other people's stories, finding out what works for them to create a life of happiness. Before we start this episode, I want to let you know it has some explicit language and some very serious subject matter. It may be triggering or sensitive to certain people. Please listen with discretion. This is a dare story. Welcome back. We are in episode 32 of the Six Feet Above podcast. I can't believe we're in 32. That's like mind blowing to me considering I had no idea where this was going to go a year and a half ago. And I am joined by Adair. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. Her name is Adair. And Vileya. Vileya. It sounds so fancy. (laughs) What nationality is that? Catalan. My husband's from Barcelona. Very cool. (laughs) Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm so excited that you're here because this is a brand new topic. Like I've never talked about this on this podcast, but it's always been very interesting to me, this world of ADD, ADHD, uh, terms that I feel like are kind of thrown around right now, especially with our next generation. So you have quite the personal experience with this. So I'm really excited to jump into it. But Adair and I, um, we were actually connected through a mutual friend and you're originally from Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. So you're born and raised. Born and Mm -hmm. raised, but you've spent the past how many years in California? Um, A little over 10 Nice. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it go so fast? It does. It went, it was like a blink of an eye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So originally from Atlanta, where'd you go to high school? I went to Pace Academy and then I ended up going to University of Georgia. Okay. Spent four years in Charleston and then went out to California, quit my job on vacation and (laughs) moseyed all over the Pacific Highway. (laughs) I, I don't blame you. It's like when I decided to go to LA I'm like okay I'm just gonna give it like a year and then seven years later I'm like Mm -hmm. holy crap I've been here forever yeah so what brought you back to Atlanta yeah the pandemic it was like LA was still on lockdown a year later and it got very exhausting so we made a shift and my husband's company relocated us and it was great nice (laughs) so do you have is your family still here in Atlanta yes okay are they like you have a, a tell me about your your immediate family, like siblings, mom, yeah. dad. Older sister, younger brother, parents. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, everybody's okay. around. Everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. Are they happy you're back? 
Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard you just found a job. Yes. So that's exciting. You don't have to tell us where, but when do you start that? Start a new job in a week. And is it a work from home sort of situation? Yes. Or are you back in the office? Yeah, work from home. Work from home. Nice, nice. So tell me a little bit about how you grew up. What type of socioeconomic class you guys were in. Give us a little bit of a backstory to just you and your family. Yeah. Um, so I, we definitely always were able, you know, very well off with mm-hmm. as far as anything we needed as far as like food, clothes, money, yeah. you know, sports, all yeah. the academics, all of the good things. So I definitely felt very um, grateful for everything that yeah. I had. Um, so yeah, I feel, I feel, you know, Back in the 80s, my mom always cooked, but it was, you know, what recipes were going on back right. then, which was very canned or boxed or yeah. casseroles, basically a yeah. lot of casseroles. So yeah, tuna noodle casserole. Remember those days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was a very, actually very good cook, but, you know, definitely I had a lot of gut health issues from being born prematurely. So that's kind of where my ADD stems from. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump into that. How premature were you? I was six weeks early. Okay. And um, was there what was a reason? Was there a reason? There wasn't a reason, um, but I, they, you know, I had two blood transfusions, okay. and um, doctors told me that I was had it, my digestive system wasn't fully developed, like from being born too mm-hmm. prematurely. Yes. Okay. And so I'd start, like, from an early age, I had a lot of immune issues. I was constantly getting um, strep throat and mm. just sick all the time. They always thought I had mono, but I never tested positive for mono. So it was constantly kind of like, what's wrong with the deer? She never really? feels good. <laughs> right. So, and you're the middle child, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this. Were you born vaginally or C-section? I was born vaginally. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause there are a lot of studies that talk about C-section births and how those kids are more susceptible mm-hmm. to these illnesses Definitely. because they're not getting all the good bacteria through yeah. the, the vaginal canal. I mean, canal. my mom doesn't remember how long she breastfed me, but I really don't think it was long enough, okay. obviously, compared to what they suggest sure. these days. Um, and then it was, I mean, mainly from the, like, the research that they've done, it's just the six weeks early is just what really threw up threw everything off. Which I feel like that's early, but it's not, you know, you hear about kids that are, or babies that are born at 30 weeks or, you know, mm-hmm. a good 10, 12 weeks early. Yeah, I was three pounds. So I just oh, was wow. like, you were teeny. Yeah. <laughs> just kind so of, you were really susceptible. underdeveloped. Yeah. Okay. So at what age did you start having issues? I would say, um, I, I personally remember myself having issues in first grade. Like I remember always having a stomach ache at school Mm. and especially after lunch, I remember always having like bloating issues, like, and not being able to pay attention very well. Really? Um, and I, it was from the school lunch, even though I went to a really nice school and had great, you know, lunches. Um, and it wasn't until I hit the sixth grade that I was, had access to the salad bar at school. And like, I remember like thriving in sixth grade. Really? I remember like being so happy and like not having those digestive issues. 
Like I remember in fourth grade, literally staring at the people eating the salad bar, being sad and jealous. <laughs> and that like, you couldn't have it? Yeah. Like I, and like, not that it was like anybody else cared about the salad bar, but it was like, I was like craving wow. it and being like energetically drawn. I'm like, I just want the salad bar. <laughs> Whereas like most fourth graders are like, give me all the pizza. That's, yeah. that's kind of interesting that you were that in tune with your body, mm-hmm. that your body yeah. actually craved fruits and vegetables or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I remember hating like Italian night, like anything that had to do with like noodles and pasta. But I didn't, I don't, I didn't register this till later. But like mm. all of the foods that I disliked were like some sort of like heavy carb related because really? I would get so groggy after. But I didn't put that together at the same time. Sure. And how old are you? Now I'm 37. Okay, so we need to remember this is 30 years ago. Yeah, right. Like, forever. This is 1980. <laughs> nine ninety yeah, right right something. around there and like <laughs> nobody was doing research on gut health mm-hmm. and gut health and and autoimmune disease and gut health and mental health mental health like mm-hmm. all of this stuff is kind of newer I mean mm-hmm. it existed back then but it wasn't like on the forefront like it is now yeah so when did your parents who was it that said like there is an issue there is a problem this is affecting our daughter or was it you um, it was most likely me because I kept saying, oh, I don't feel good. And so they just, they thought it was the blood transfusions. And so that's why they kept getting me tested for mono okay. and also AIDS and things like that. Cause it was really? the eighties, but of yeah. course I'm fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, they didn't, you know, that was just something that they worried about. Right. Right. But when I got to, I would say not until like high school times, then I started that was when Adderall started to become popular. So they're mm. like, well, she doesn't have mono. She's, you know, she does get strep throat all the time, but that's normal for kids her age in school. But that was really to my immune system. Got it. Looking back at it. Um, and then they're like, she's just ADD. Go get her tested. Really? Like that was their solution? Yeah. I mean, or it was their... just because I couldn't pay attention and I was forgetful and, you know, having to reread pages at school like a hundred times and it wasn't registering and just not making very good grades. So looking back, mm. are you attributing that to being so uncomfortable in your in your gut? Yeah. 100% it was all food related. Really? Um, and then I took the six-hour psychology test. They make you do silly things. It's right. nothing that's going to really tell you that you're truly ADD. Right. And then, yeah, I was put on Adderall. And I instantly, you know, did feel better because yeah. obviously you're on this of amphetamine. Course. Right. Um, but also your digestion speeds up. So I obviously had slow digestion from having the digestive issues being premature. And um, from there, I mean, yeah, my grades went up and the, the short-term results were amazing. But after about a year, started having a lot of side effects. And then it only got worse from there. So let's go, I'm going to come back to the side effects. But I want to kind Kind of get into Adderall because there will be people listening that have heard of it that really don't mm-hmm. know what it is. So we'll and Adair and I, we've um, you know, we're we're newer friends, but we're kind of in this little like 30 day to change group together. Yeah. And she's so mm-hmm. knowledgeable and offering like supplements. And I mean, you've really done a lot of research and we're gonna get into that as well. Mm-hmm. But just give us kind of layman's terms what Adderall is and what I mean obviously we know why you were put on it but why most people are prescribed it yeah I mean they're amphetamine salts and so a lot of 
kids are put on it these days and even now at the age of five which is really scary because you're not even you know developed Mm -hmm. at that time um but Adderall does help with your um your concentration however when you overtake it or you're not prescribed correctly then it's going to put your adrenals in like in a fight or flight so you're constantly pushing out cortisol Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like drinking a ton of caffeine all day every day right um but the the main thing with it is that once you start taking it you get addicted and so you take it and then you don't you have to take more to get that same effect right so to get that mental stimulation you're like oh i don't even feel it or i'm used to it right so then you're right. like i'll just double it or all of a sudden and you're taking it it's past three o'clock and then you can't sleep at night so you're taking like tynol pm at night to sleep yeah and then yeah. more yeah and it's just like a vicious cycle yeah exactly so at what age did they finally put you on adderall i got on it when i believe i was like in the 10th grade okay yeah. And then from there, like you said, at first everything was good. It, your, did it help actually help your bloating? Yeah, because all of a sudden my digestion was it actually speeds it up, right? It makes great. It yeah, function. so I was like feeling like a million dollars. You lose weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I did like obviously it had to figure out okay when to take it with the eating because mm. then otherwise you're not hungry and then you start to realize you become moody and mean and like my friends would call me a Daryl. They're like, watch out, a Daryl's on her Adderall. It's not a Dare. It's a Daryl. But then you know after about a year or two of taking it, I figured that schedule out so yeah. that I would eat and then take it and so on but if you took it on an empty stomach you wouldn't want to eat for hours so it was like um you know definitely didn't help right and I'm but, I mm. have heard from a lot of people that are on it that they it's a lot it's pretty easy to be prescribed it especially yes. nowadays right yeah doctors are so ready to write a prescription because we all know they make money on yes. the scripts and like it's kind of sad that girls are using this for a diet drug mm-hmm. or for an yeah. upper or whatever. And like, I get it. I understand the reasoning behind it, but we're going to get into the science of what it can actually do to somebody. Yeah. So 10th grade, you were prescribed it, started taking it. Everything was good for like, how long do you think? Um, I mean, my grades were amazing. And then I would say about two years into it, I started to just take more I feel mm. like to to have that same effect and that's when like I kind of started having like insomnia issues and- do, you, do you tell your doctor like I'm not feeling the effects anymore and do they up your dosage or do you like self-diagnose and just start taking more I think they just kind of overdiagnosed me to begin with right. so I broke up the 20 milligrams and started taking like five milligrams like a couple throughout times the throughout the day got rather it. than I believe I was like prescribed 10 milligrams twice a day or and then it got right to, then they gave me 20 they didn't really know I mean the yeah. drug was I know it wasn't new then but it was new like popular that was like when it came right. very popular right. I know it had been around way longer than that yeah but they all they kind of didn't know and they didn't care sure like, I mean if I was like oh I don't feel good they're like oh yeah that's interesting you yeah. know it wasn't there wasn't really anybody checking in on me <laughs> really like you just showed up occasionally at your doctor and they just keep re-prescribing I, uh, I don't even remember having – I mean, I remember kind of just getting my refills, and I don't really remember having much of a come that often yeah. and, like, lets me ask or you like questions really, about Or, like, really how it. are you feeling conversation. Yeah, no. That's, that's – now that I'm thinking back, that's the same with me and my um, 
medication for you know depression and then later bipolar Mm -hmm. it's like you had to show up once a year to get the 12 month refill but you showed up and they're like what is everything about the same you're like yep they're like okay here you go there was no like let's really check in and see how you're really feeling and do you really still need this or maybe you need more whatever yeah but there's none of that no yeah the, the problem I just with... was like, oh, I just need more. <laughs> Give me more. They're like, okay. So um, this is like end of high school, going into college. Yes. Like I need more. You're being prescribed it. And then the side effects kick in. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I think by my senior year of high school, I started to be more aware of it myself because I was, you know, trying to be healthier and like after I was in a really bad car accident. Okay. I uh, got in a car accident my junior year, and doctors told me I wasn't going to walk again. What? So the airbag came out and broke my leg in two places, <sighs> dislocated my heel, and that was kind of like a big eye-opening moment for me of like, okay, I really need to pay attention to what I put into my body. Were you driving? Um, I was the passenger. Okay. And so I was sitting like a guy, kind of like a square knee type yeah. situation, yeah. and we were on Peachtree Road. And um, an older gentleman was pulling back into his retirement home, and we T-bound oh. at me, but he didn't even, like, see us. Oh, God. Um, and that – I wasn't at that time worried about the Adderall. Right. <laughs> I was, like, paying attention to, like, the food. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, I need to stop eating fried food or pizza sure. or, like, all of that. You know, they weren't calling it gluten then. Right. But it was like, just eat cleaner. Right. Um, but I still was taking lots of Adderall. Um, however, I did kind of – you know, drink more water, was trying to like be more mindful about everything. And that's when I started to notice like, huh, like this sleeping thing could be a problem or, you know, my digestion, like when I take this, this makes me really go to the bathroom. Right. So right. it was like putting those things together, especially because I had a couple of weeks out of school. Okay. Um, And that was when I started to become more aware of it, not to the point that I let it change, mm-hmm. but... Um, and then I went off to college and then I started to notice like, okay, I am like using this to get, survive life, like study, go out with really? friends, do, I'm taking it on my days off of school. So then I started to be more mindful and not allow myself to take it on the weekends. Okay. But that took time. Um, and then you start to realize that you really want it on the right. weekends. Otherwise you're really tired right. and you can't go socialize. Yeah. So it was like, why am I taking this to socialize? This is like a problem. Right. Um, but I was like, well, I'll just get through college and worry about it later. Later. Yeah. And Always. <laughs> then it was after college when I was um, living in Charleston and I was training for a half Ironman and I wasn't drinking. I was eating really clean. Mm-hmm. I was doing all these detoxes and cleanses. Mm-hmm. And then I was literally like on my 60 mile bike ride that we were training for, like popping Adderall halfway through. And I was like, okay, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like everybody else was getting like really skinny and in shape. Right. And then I was getting puffy and inflamed from all the cortisol. And so it was like, okay, Dare's not looking good through the training for the half Iron Man. Like, Everybody looks not, amazing. Right, something is not aligning. <laughs> My hormones here. are like out of whack, you know? Like, wow. But again, I was like, well, okay, I'll, you know, I'll just not worry about it. I wasn't really, I wasn't worried about it. And I was seeing this acupuncturist at the time and I was having all those digestive issues. Yeah. 
And that's why I was doing the detoxing because I did start to notice, um, you know, that my stomach was burning about certain things and I couldn't really figure out what. Right. And she was the first person to say, maybe you should, you know, take less Adderall mm-hmm. or stop taking it's it. It's funny how we're, we're, we're getting advice from an acupuncturist yeah. versus our like doctors yeah. with degrees, right? And I was doing this cleanse with her and I was like, well, I'll give up the chicken, but I can't give up the Adderall. <laughs> and so I did her like whole food cleanse. Um, it was like basically you were a vegan for 30 days. Okay. But um, I couldn't give up the Adderall yeah. during it. And I did feel drastically better um, from that food cleanse. I didn't eat anything packaged. And this was, again, when I was like 22. So that okay. was like a big right. thing right. Um, right. to do when you're 22, give up alcohol for 30 days right. and you know, eat really clean. Um, but that was when I was like, okay, I'm starting to think about, well, why, why is she telling me to give up this Adderall? Like, why is Adderall so bad? Everybody's right. taking it. It's not a big deal. Did you ever like talk to your parents or talk to a friend about how it was affecting you, how this, how you were having side effects, or did you kind of keep everything to yourself? No, I mean, um, I definitely had a lot of friends on it. And then yeah. if they weren't on it, they were trying to get somebody else's right. Adderall. Right. And I did have like one friend that was also, um, kind of addicted to it and like we would hang out a lot and study mm-hmm. but we were like studying and we were like this is awesome like we're studying yeah. this stuff's great yeah. you know and then our grades were good and so we were like we're good you know we're, yeah. we're not a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know people don't want to hang out with us when we're on it but <laughs> right 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 other than that it's all good so when they when you say like people don't want to hang out with us when we're on it what like what does it do to you like it it makes you mean yeah you just get very moody and you get very selfish you're very honed in on the tasks of like what you're doing okay so you might like pop an Adderall to study and all of a sudden you start to notice like everything in your apartment is driving you crazy so you go clean for an hour Mm. and then you're like oh man I gotta study or Um, like you forget to show up at a friend's birthday because you're so focused on yourself or something um you're usually you don't usually forget anything (laughs) okay that's true because you're like well I remember everything yeah yeah. you're like literally honed on your schedule (laughs) your schedule is like tight and you get it done um but yeah I think it's just more of the moodiness it's more of like you kind of are like don't bother me I'm in the zone got it okay okay so you're training for the half and then what happens is that when you like have this aha moment or my aha moment was when um After I finished the half Ironman, I went out like, you know, probably like six months later to visit a friend in California. So you actually did the half Ironman? Yeah. Jeez Louise. So you you said you were popping Adderall while you were training for it? Yes. Stupid question. Were you, did you bring it with you when you were actually- Oh yeah, it was in my bike pouch. When you did the actual Ironman? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were the competitors next to you like, what the fuck is this girl doing? No, I was like so far behind it didn't even matter. You're like, so it really didn't even help It wasn't me. even, yeah. It was like, I was like just doing it for fun than more than anything. Oh but, my um, gosh. No, it wasn't like, oh, I wonder if this girl's on like steroids speed, or something. Right? No, it didn't help me. It just made me more burned out. Like they're not testing for that at the Olympics yeah, probably. Yeah, they like, she's just puffy and burned out with hormone imbalances. Because a lot of people's bodies do react differently right. to the over-exercising. Right, right. And mine did not react. Like it didn't make me skinny Yeah, because most way. people... Like you had already gone through that when you first yeah. were on it. Most people do lose weight on it. Mm-hmm. But after years of abuse, yeah. can we use that word? Opposite. It's probably abuse, right? Yeah, you were over totally. 
over treating something that really probably didn't even exist in the first place, (laughs) it does the opposite. So Mm -hmm. cortisol, cortisol levels are your, basically your stress levels. Yeah. So it's stressing your body out all the time. It's like hyper, it's, is your heart rate, does your heart rate speed up? Yeah. Your heart rate definitely speeds up. Um, what other physical things happen? Um, I would say, I mean, if you take it past three o'clock, then you just have problems sleeping. Yeah. So then I definitely would like grind my teeth. Mm. Um, I started to get like, I had to get like a night guard just to deal with the grinding of the teeth. Really? Which is crazy. Of course, I didn't associate it at the time either. <laughs> like, I mean, this is how sad it is, you know, if you don't have yeah. a functional medicine doctor to help you. Right, right. Um, and we just want to treat the symptom. We don't want to treat the underlying cause yeah, of all this and stuff. And I did start to kind of, um, and really, I mean, even my acupuncturist at the time, she was like, well, I don't really know the side effects of it, but I just can tell you it's an amphetamine and it's right. probably not good for you. But right. nobody else was like saying anything like, oh, this drug's bad. Right. right. Um, and it wasn't until I went out to California, it was six months after I finished the half Ironman and I went to go on vacation for two weeks and I left my prescription at home by mm. accident and I had an ultra panic attack on the plane and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to survive. And I remember um, realizing at that moment, that was my aha, aha moment of I can't go on vacation for two weeks without Adderall, like I have a problem. And I did call a friend to like go to my apartment she happened to have a key to my apartment I was like you've got to like send me my Adderall prescription and get it to one of these hotels but the problem was I was like changing cities every like two Uh to three days and so that was um I wasn't going to be able to get it to like a weekend oh my gosh and so I remember like trying to get my doctor to give me a prescription to fill out there but you couldn't because you're crossing state lines. So it was like, I was like, oh my God, I had a prescription, and right. I, but I couldn't get it filled. And right. I remember being like, this is so pathetic. Like, it's so sad. So you went without it for how long? Well, no, I found people in LA that Oh, you, of course. <laughs> I was like, let's remember where we were. <laughs> I know, but that was so sad too. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm spending my first 24 hours of my <laughs> vacation trying to find Adderall from people I like randomly know from Atlanta oh, that lived out there. Oh my gosh. So you really didn't go any days without it? No, I like, no. <laughs> Probably wow. not. Maybe a day. <laughs> so you didn't go any days without it, yet at the same time you were like, okay, there's a problem here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was it then that you were like, I'm going to get to the root of what's going on? Were you like, I need to get off of this? Were you like, I need professional help? Like, what was the thought process? My thought process was more like, okay, I'm going to start weaning myself off more okay. because I did already spend when I did that detox in that last year, I right. did wean myself off like to half the amount that okay. I was taking, but I couldn't get to the point where I was went cold turkey because okay. I just would be, my brain, like your neurotransmitters get so mm. addicted, they don't start firing by themselves. Got it. Um, so when I was on that trip, I started to realize, okay, California is like a way better pace of lifestyle for me. Everybody's so much healthier, more focused on like mind, body, soul. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like a rat race to where I have to be taking this to like keep up with my life. Right. Um, and so that is when I decided I was like on the trip and I felt so spiritually alive that Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't go back. And I canceled five flights. So every time I went to go to, to the airport. To come back to Atlanta? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I went to the first 
airport was in San Francisco and I had a girlfriend with me and I were on a rental car and I was like, we're about 30 minutes from the airport. I was like, I can't get on the plane. She's like, what do you mean you can't get on the plane? I was like, I can't go back. And she's like, what? And I was like, I am going to just drop you off. And she's like, are you kidding? I was like, totally not kidding. Like, I feel like physically ill thinking about getting on the plane. Really? And she was like, what? And so we like pull up to the airport and she's like, are you really serious? I was like, yeah, get out of the car. Bye. Like, like you didn't have anything lined up. You're no, like, I'll figure it out. She was like, where are you going to go? I was like, no idea. And so I drove off. Like, There's a Motel 6 down the yeah, road. That'll so do. I like went to Half Moon Bay by myself. Oh, yeah. And my parents were like calling, where are you? Are you on the plane? Are you home? And I was like, no, um, still in California. What Listen, do you mean? California will do that to you. Maybe totally. not anymore. But, yeah, not uh, not for the pandemic. Because but... I was there exactly ten years ago too. Yeah, it was different awesome. part, different part of it. But yeah, <laughs> okay. So so that's one canceled flight. Then what yeah. happened? So then I drove all the way back down to LA to visit a friend that uh-huh. was down there. Stayed on her couch for the Fourth of July, and like my flight was the fifth, uh-huh. and woke up again and I was like I feel so sick to my stomach I can't get on the plane wow. she's like what do you mean I was like I just can't go back I'm canceling the flight she's like what are you gonna do and I got on Airbnb and I like rented a place um in Carmel mm. and at the time I was teaching high school Spanish so I had the summer off so I had okay. the flexibility okay. to like not go back quite yet so I rented a place for a month in Carmel alone. I like, like didn't solo? know anybody. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Yeah. This sounds amazing. <laughs> and I still had my apartment in Charleston, and everyone's like, "Where the hell is a dare?" <laughs> like, and I, I mean, I blew through all my money. I mean, that was like right. I couldn't afford that, but right. I had this like I need this moment. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna quit my job and I will figure out another job. And I got a job at a winery on the side to make ends meet till I figured out what the heck I was doing. I In just, Carmel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I had one lined up okay. to when I moved out. Got it. So, so at I, this point, you decided you were going to move there. Yeah. Okay. So I like came back to Charleston, packed up my apartment, called my boss, quit my job. <laughs> and she was like, um, well, the school year's starting. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Deuces. Yeah. I was like, I'm really, really sorry. I feel really bad. But this is like wow. something I have to do for myself. Yeah. And then when I, I worked in the winery for like the first six months and signed up for nutrition school and like started that in okay. January. Yeah. So there was this draw. And at the same time, you were still taking? I was still on Adderall. Definitely way less because Carmel is like the slowest paced life of right. all of the USA. Right, <laughs> it's like right, retirement right, right. right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move to retirementville, go back to nutrition school. And then um, it took me the first six months of nutrition school to slowly like really wean myself up off and focus on my leaky gut issues mm. that I had okay. and um, started doing a lot of blood testing with functional medicine doctors and went on this week-long cleanse retreat with my school out in Woodside, California and um, decided right there in the middle of the woods, like during one of my like starvation modes, like <laughs> and manifesting, manifesting and everything. Um, in my meditation, I was like, okay, I am going to give up Adderall once and for all and like n- never, ever take it again. Really? <laughs> and I did, but it was like, and just to circle back a little bit, if you are thinking about getting it, don't go cold turkey. Right. Definitely right. work with a medical professional. Sure. And also don't go fasting because <laughs> yeah. I was like very delirious and I was, mm. um, you know, intermittent fasting or any sort of fasting if your adrenals are burned out is really bad for it's you. It's dangerous too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I definitely 
um, did not, you know, function well during that right. week long cleanse retreat. And looking back at it, I would highly suggest doing like a building diet with like lots of meat mm. and not cleansing. Definitely do like a detox cleanse where you're eliminating like gluten, sugar, and all of dairy and like all of inflammation, inflammation foods. Right, right. But definitely like get lots of bone broth and meat and anything to help build up your adrenals because you're going to crash otherwise. So you really, I mean, you didn't work with a functional medicine doctor until you were kind of already in the process. Mm -hmm. So you did a lot of, well, you went to nutrition school. So you did a lot of your own research and, you know, I'm, I'm making this point because it's, it's a, it's a, especially this season, I'm finding that every single guest at some point took responsibility upon themselves mm -hmm. to be like, I don't like the way X, Y, Z is going in my life mm -hmm. and I'm going to take responsibility for it. Yeah. And it's like, knowledge is power but knowledge is also basically free like there's so and, and of course you went to school but there's so many so many ways to learn about our own bodies that like there's really no excuse not to take those steps mm -hmm. so you did a lot of work on your own yeah the most powerful thing for me was the cleansing because you really have to separate yourself from like friends and society yeah. and like get really quiet in your mind and really figure out okay just because that works for her mm -hmm. or him or whatever does not mean it's going to work for me and sure. I think that's the hardest thing and l luckily for me like Instagram didn't exist then yeah right <laughs> but like now I'm like you have so many wellness gurus out there yes. preaching their story and, right. and you're like okay I'm so happy for you and that worked for you but that would have not worked for me and right. I luckily didn't have those resources yeah. so I was like kind of that's why I had moved to California because, you know, the South was so far behind right. in that sense. And right. I was like the crazy girl selling Kangen alkaline pH water. <laughs> Before <laughs> like, it was like a thing. Yeah. Right. And there I was like, oh, it's going to help your gut. You're not going to have as bad brain fog right. and you're going to feel good. Um, but I, you know, luckily in California, you know, I was going to the farmer's markets and we yeah. didn't have that in the South then. And I was making my own bone broth because I learned it in school, but you couldn't find bone broth in shops then. So what are the benefits of bone broth? Like why is that such a big thing yeah, right now? It's naturally from the bones has L-glutamine in it and okay. L-glutamine is really good with healing your gut lining. Okay. And so not only is, gonna, is it going to build up, you know, from the bones, build up your adrenals, but it's really good for just sealing the gut. So, okay. So you had gut issues before... Adderall even existed in your life. Yeah, right? it just exasperated it like a hundred okay. times. Okay, more. so you got to a point where you were so uncomfortable, and Adderall was taking over your life, where you were just like, "I can't do this anymore." And it's kind of a twofold, right? It's it's the medication, yes, but it's also like what you were born with, because mm -hmm. we talked about you being yeah. premature and all of this. So it's kind of hard to separate those two things. Mm -hmm. But obviously it made it 10 times worse. So what do you treat first? Do you treat the absence of Adderall or do you treat the gut first? So I helped a lot of people get off of Adderall after my situation. And 90% of them did way better by eliminating the foods first. Okay. While still taking the Adderall. While still taking the Adderall. Okay. Because the majority of the time you're so addicted to the Adderall because of your bad reactions to the food. So, so many see. people have food sensitivities. It causes the brain fog. I so they see. think they're ADD. So they pop more Adderall because they can't 
concentrate. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. And that's not, again, for all people, of course, but for a lot of people that are addicted. Um, And so once they clean up the gluten, dairy, sugar, and they help heal the gut lining so that they don't get the bad brain fog right away, then they're able to reduce their Adderall slowly. And to ultimately, hopefully, get off of it, of course, working with, like, a medical professional and getting blood work. But that's what um, definitely helped me the most by doing all of those cleanses and, like, Mm. cleaning up my diet, giving up, you know, alcohol or reducing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I got off the Adderall, my diet was super clean. Right. So then I could focus on really understanding, oh, I actually don't feel good when I eat this. It's not like, oh, I'm... Have, I'm brain fogged in ADD. I'm right. just going to take more Adderall. Right. So a lot of times we want to blame all of these symptoms on, you know, that we have ADD or we can't pay attention or we can't function mm-hmm. when in reality it's probably the food that's causing it. And they say that your your gut is your second brain and it's so, so incredibly true. Mm-hmm. This goes along with mental health as well and anxiety and depression, like all these things that we deal with that we think are all external, mm-hmm. like I can't pay attention or I'm feeling sad or upset. It's like, sure, that has a little bit to do with it, but the research is showing that it is all about what's going on in your gut and mm-hmm. the in the lining and what you're putting into it. Yeah. Basically. And then I feel like that's when I realized when I fully got off of it that I was unhappy. It was like I wasn't fully depressed, but I was kind of numb to the world like I was yeah I kind of reverted back to my teenage years mentally I felt like because I had stunted my brain to a point Mm. being on it and it was like I was never fully present because you're so 10 steps ahead of like school or xyz or like the 10 projects you are purposely overdoing for yourself because you like to be busy when you're on Adderall Mm -hmm. and then also, you're kind of immature in your mind because you kind of it gives you a little bit of anxiety, and yeah. not everybody, but a lot of people that I talk to, or that have been on it, do get anxiety because of the neurotransmitter issue that's happening, and so you're constantly in that fight or flight. So I have a lot of people who get very obsessive compulsive, but everybody takes it to different routes, whether it's with relationships, with your job, right. with your food, with your over-exercising. But I, ha- I worked with a lot of people that just couldn't carry long-term relationships because of the way they reacted really? um, obsessively with it. It was It's very interesting to see how everybody chose a different path of what to obsess yeah. about. But, yeah. um, but when I got off of it, I was finally realizing I was like whoa I'm like really slow now mentally mm. um my brain isn't as fast or as quick and that's when luckily I was in nutrition school and learning about amino acid amino acids and this is way before vital proteins came right? out um but I decided to read Dr. Julia Ross's books okay. and she was something that we learned about in school and that my teacher told me about and she's great if you want to read um there's a she has two books and I I'll have to get back to you with the names of them right now what's but her name again Dr. Julia Dr. Julia Ross she's based out of um, Mill Valley outside of San Francisco okay. so I actually um took one of her mini certification courses in amino acids um on a weekend retreat she has a long-term one you can do but the books are great one's called the oh it's called the mood cure and the diet cure okay 
Okay. So if you feel like you need help with your diet, the diet one's good. If you feel like you're depressed or have addiction issues, the mood care is what she focused on. She works with a lot of people with addiction. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. And so she dives in. So I actually went out to her office in Mill Valley and worked with the aminos. And um, you literally can take them. This is instead of taking the vital proteins, like literally you can put them all out on the table, work with somebody, like put them in water and you feel it instantly depending on what you need and don't need. And anything you have a bad reaction to, she would put vitamin C in the water and you would drink it and within 30 seconds, it eliminates it. Really? So I, um, in Adderall, there actually is DLPA, DL-phenylalanine. And so when you take that, that or tyrosine, you get that same mental stimulation right. that the Adderall would give you. Okay. And so that is something I started to do is like really take a lot of amino acids. Um, again, amino acids are naturally occurring in food. Right. And so obviously that's better um, to have a whole food, really clean diet. What are the best foods? I love how like before we talked, we're, you know, all the guests want to know, like, are there questions? Like, no, I just, it's a free flow thing. And you're like, I'm not an encyclopedia. So if there's anything you want me to, yeah. I'm like, you really are though. Like, <laughs> listen to you talk, you're very well spoken and very knowledgeable. So what types of foods naturally have amino acids? Yeah. I mean, all of your, um, like tryptophan for instance is in Turkey right. and like all of your whole meat products are going to have a, a really good full source of amino acids because okay. it's protein. So it's amino acid is a protein profile. But the problem is if you have bad digestion, your body's not breaking it down and absorbing it. So Mm. that's why um, Vital Proteins has come so popular, the collagen powder, because everybody can just easily put it in their smoothies and they instantly feel really like the good and get that mental brain boost. Right. Um, also the L-glutamine is in the vital protein. Okay. So it's helping with that leaky gut healing of your gut lining. So a lot of people take collagen powder and they don't really understand what they're doing. They're like, oh, my hair, nails and That's, everything. I'm like, <laughs> case in point right here. I've got the yeah, blue vital. You're like, it's yeah. important. I'm but... like, I know that this is good for me and but I put it, it in my smoothie. <laughs> but it actually helps stimulate your neurotransmitters so that your brain is firing optimally so that you okay. can actually, you know. Process. Yeah. Now, the difference though, so for me at that time, the whole food diet, I I had that down and I was still not mentally there. I felt very slow, like I said, and sad and a little depressed and... But once I started doing the amino acids, it was like life-changing. It was like a veil, especially with the tryptophan. It was like a veil was lifted over my head. Really? Like it was like sunshine over a cloud. So it was like a whole nother um, world. So I... I urge anybody who's okay, at, you know, feels like I've done the diet thing, right. I've done everything, I still feel sad and depressed, yeah, and I can't yeah. get anywhere. Um, it will really help, and really checking your digestion. Like, are you pooping every day? If you're right. not pooping every day, and you have brain fog and bloating, and you're sad or depressed, yeah. you've got to Gut like, health. yeah, for sure, focus for sure. on that. So you went and saw this Dr. Julia girl. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you found the amino acids and all yeah. of that, and then that's just like a daily thing for you still. Yeah, so I from there I that was when I got my first blood work done. Okay, with, is this a functional medicine doctor? She got me to to a functional medicine okay. doctor to okay. somebody else. Got it. And I've been since then to probably five others um, because your you know your body is constantly changing. Right. So whatever they find then doesn't necessarily going to equivalent later. Sure. sure. But um, that was when I found out that I had 30 food sensitivities. So oh, wow. coming off the Adderall, I had 30 food sensitivities, which was so bad. So if you have markers of 20, usually 24 or more, right. then you 
definitely it's not 100% correlated that you have leaky gut, right. but most likely. most likely. And so from there, I worked very adamantly doing the gut health cleanses yeah. and um, eliminated all those foods like we talked about right. and got myself down to two. Okay. But it took a long time, yeah, but you process. are slowly feeling better right, throughout right. the whole time. Were you ever tempted to be like, screw this, I feel I don't feel great or I feel depressed or whatever. I'm gonna go back on Adderall. Um, no. And like you never took it again? No, and I never craved I'm trying to think. It's like it's I never really craved it because I got to the point where I was so unhappy with right. how it made me as a person um that but the amino acids once you started I started taking those like no I felt so good on them and like the and the tyrosine especially mm-hmm. so anytime I felt like I needed that boost I just popped tyrosine mm-hmm. now people are obsessed with qualia which is a really good supplement q u a l i a and they have not only those amino profiles that I talked about right. but they also add in like b vitamins and like green tea extract so if you want a little bit of extra boost but a lot of people that I know that want to get back on it if they yeah. try that they they're okay yeah so did you gain any weight when you came off of it? Yeah, that was something I was definitely worried about at the time. Um, and and oddly enough, when I first got off of it, I didn't gain any weight. Um, and it wasn't until I got SIBO mm. that the small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Um, and at that time when I got off the Adderall, I was avoiding carbs because when you eat carbs, I got really bad brain fog. Mm-hmm. And it was actually you know, one of the, the doctors that was like, oh, that's in your mind. You need to eat carbs. And mm. it wasn't until I started that being forced to eat carbs that I got the SIBO because my digestion was too slow to break it down. And so I had overgrowth of the bacteria, yeah. which caused all the bloating and the brain fog and right. the swelling. And then um, that's when I was like, okay, nobody knows what they're talking about. Right, <laughs> I was right, like, right. Now I feel worse. And <laughs> then I gained a bunch of weight because it ultimately started leading to hormone imbalances too. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. How, and this is like how many years after you went off of it completely? Yeah, I would like, say – What was this journey? I say um, – the first year I was so sick with leaky gut and I did was so didn't want like half the food items mm-hmm. like so I didn't want sugar and alcohol because it burned mm. my stomach so bad um and people thought I was crazy I was like no I can't drink that alcohol like I feel like I want to die the next day like I feel like really? it took me really affected you that bad yeah my hangovers were so bad even from like one or two glasses right. I felt like my stomach was like poisonous burning um, and I didn't have celiac or anything like that, but I know a lot of people who do sure, have it sure, and they sure. kind of say similar things, yeah. but, and that, I, so I didn't gain the weight until I was forced by a doctor to start eating more carbs in my diet. Um, and that was when I'm kind of getting off track now. That's okay. That was the so, question. So you, I oh, want to get year. you, I want to kind of get you to LA. Yeah. And... So I took a year off the Adderall, and then I got the SIBO. Okay. And then okay. I moved to San Francisco. Okay, you moved to San Fran first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I worked with a specialist out there to help me with this small intestinal bacteria regret. And I I think the most challenging part about this is it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like most people, I think, will just give in and be like, just give me the Adderall. Like this is yeah. too much. This is too – or whatever, give me the meds because yeah. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do this work. But I honestly think you have two options. You either – 
do that and you're going to be that way forever. Or mm-hmm. you spend a few years of your life figuring out what's going on with you either mental, mentally mm-hmm. or physically or both mm-hmm. and take the time to really understand your body. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully once you get it under control and figure out what works for you, you're going to live the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years yeah. that way mm-hmm. versus always dependent upon this. Definitely. Right? And and granted, there are people that will be on medication forever. I'm not discounting that. Mm-hmm. But I think for people that are in tune with their body, a lot of this stuff can be healed naturally. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we have to be really honest. It's not a quick fix. Like it's, it could take a year or two treatments, trial and error. Like it it can be discouraging, right? And it can be exhausting. So at what point when you were dealing with like, oh, I kind of feel depressed or anxious. Like how did you, how did you handle that? Yeah. I mean, truthfully is like you take everything day by day and the doing the detox and cleansing and really getting my diet accurate like for that year before Mm -hmm. starting this process I would have not survived if I didn't do that like I would have had to go back on the Adderall and then I was so fortunate to have like right be in California where things where healthy eating was more accessible Mm -hmm. and like things were easy to grab and go um, cause that was life changing as well. And if I didn't have that course in amino acids, I, that was a breaking point for me because yeah. I remember leaving class and, um, so I was living in Carmel. I would go to drive up to Santa Cruz for nutrition school. And I remember leaving class one day and like walking to the cliffs near the ocean and yeah. like having a breakdown and like crying being yeah. like, Oh my God, I've done everything right. Like, why do I still feel this awful? Like yeah. how, like how else, what else could there possibly be that right. I'm not doing, <laughs> you know? And the universe answered. Yeah. And so that they answered with that course. So that was great. Um, but when I, then I kind of, and then I felt amazing for like a year. And when I got the SIBO, it right. was kind of like a whole nother crash again. Got it. Got it. Um, so I would say if you are dealing with small intestinal bacteria overgrowth that really work with somebody. I've had so many friends try to yeah. do it on their own and it doesn't, you're not going to be able to kill it quick enough. Right. So I don't even know if we want to dive into all of the SIBO. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I, I'm going to bring you back. Okay. I think what's interesting to me is like your profession has nothing to do with any of this. Like have you ever thought about I did. Like, so at the time I was, um, while I was in nutrition school, I was a personal trainer Okay. and I was working with a lot of people in nutrition. So in Pebble Beach, I would go to their homes, clean out their pantry, right. do nutrition re- re- reboot um, while I was also tutoring kids in the boarding school there in Spanish. So I kind of right. was like one of those people with five jobs. Yeah. Um, and then that's when I started working at Equinox and then did their, I was a account executive for them. So I did all their okay. corporate wellness. Okay. So I was working with HR reps, convincing companies to sign up for the subsidy program. Mm-hmm. and um, did do a lot of like nutrition lunch and learn. So Got I it. definitely okay. did th- um, drive my um, choice and company sure. at the time. based on it. Yeah. Okay. So it was – and then the, we moved to L.A. and I started focusing on my hormone aspects. Right. Which led me to le- work for a company called Next Health, and this is what they do. So if you're based in L.A. or New York, yeah. they're a great company. They do everything from IVs, um, blood draws – cryotherapy, infrared, stem cells, NAD IVs. And if you're in Atlanta and other cities, there's also a place called Restore that does all of that. 
And so I was their director of sales. And so okay. I was out pushing people to come in and get memberships right. and like focus on their health. So I definitely did right, right, base right, my right, life right. off Maybe of it. Maybe just not now, <laughs> yeah. right? Now like, that yeah, we're pandemic, that. no. <laughs> Except for after this episode, you're going to get a lot of DMs being like, I have this going on. Like yeah. you're, people are going to need your help. Yeah. So along the way, you met your husband. Yes. So when I was in Carmel and I was about a year off of Adderall, uh-huh. um, I... Um, met him and it's funny because I was down in I think about four months before I was actually looking at it was like one of my memories two days ago mm-hmm. showed up and I was at Esalen down in Big Sur which mm-hmm. if you don't know it is like a you know a hippie spa if you've never heard of it and you go there and there's always different workshops so I went to a um a yoga workshop and you can go down to the hot springs, get massages. All yeah. the food is off the land. It's a very like spiritual awakening, healing ground. And I remember it was like Earth Day, um, and it was four twenty because mm. I guess Earth Day does it always change? It's, it? it changes every year, but a lot of times it will fall on four twenty. Yeah, yeah, and that's my husband's birthday. Oh. Oh, so I was down in this yoga retreat, like manifesting my future yeah. and like what I wanted with my life, which is funny. Fast forward. Um, and <laughs> that I, you know, was calling in somebody that was like more balanced and grounded than right. the typical American guy that I dated. And so the universe provided and gave me this amazing European guy who wow. ate really balanced and didn't over drink and didn't do, overdo everything, which was like my issue was right. like I had to right. like... I was always more, I was like an old soul. Like I got along better with older people mm-hmm. that were like slower paced in life. So I needed something like more grounding. Even though you were like hyped up most of the time yeah. up until this point, right? No, I was right? like post Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like I was had this like constant battle, which I feel like was why I took the Adderall. Right. It was because I couldn't keep up with society. It was like, I wasn't, I was like, I don't feel like I can keep up with you. So right. I'm going to have to match you. Right, right. <laughs> So you met him and was it kind of like love at first sight? Like you guys kicked it off right away? Yeah. Like I, I didn't know that he was like the one necessarily, right. but it was like perfect for what I needed yeah. at that time. Yeah. But he was like, what do you mean you take all these supplements? Like he like opened my I was going to say, how quick did you tell him? Like, yeah. Because you, you take a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Like how quick did you tell him about... Or did pretty, you tell them about like your past and your yeah, experiences? Yeah, pretty quickly because I wasn't, I didn't drink. I wasn't mm. drinking. And so I was like, oh, I'm like really kind of on this special diet, my gut health and all yeah. stuff. And he was like, just thought it would be temporary in like six months. He's like, how long is this <laughs> like supplement diet thing? And then he was like, Americans have so many problems. He was like, <laughs> and then when he like saw my supplement cabinet, he had a heart attack. He was like, I can't believe that you're taking all these vitamins. You're like, instead of spending money on drinks, this is yeah, where it's going. I know. He was <laughs> I was like this is kind of weird but was but, he su- obviously supportive and understanding and yeah he was like well maybe try not eating the whole chocolate cake you right. know like we can work on balance here it's like right. multiple aspects here right. there's like right. issues all around so then you decided to move to LA you obviously did you get married before you moved or so we um were in San Francisco together for three years and then his job relocated him to LA and I had already kind of moved to San Francisco for him okay. so I was like I'm not moving again like right. see ya and right. so then we got engaged and so then like, I now moved you're to moving. LA. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well then, okay, I'll propose. I was Aww. like, okay. <laughs> and then what, what does he do again? So he um, is a, like a mark, SVP for marketing technology. Okay. So he implements like Adobe and Salesforce into companies and help them grow faster. Got <laughs> it. Cool, cool, cool. So you moved to LA and um, this hit me while we were talking. I'm like, oh wait, your functional medicine doctor in LA was on Goop. 
Yeah. I don't know if if you guys are listening. Like I, I'm not a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan. There's just something about her that annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> but I, you know, binged the Netflix Goop series, yeah, and so it was good. the coolest thing I think I've seen on Netflix. I really like the episode where they go to Jamaica and they do the um, medicinal shrooms. Mm-hmm. Like I actually want to do that yeah. experience. <laughs> but side note, there was another uh, episode where, you know, it's her and her two girlfriends or two staff members. And one of them does prolon, one of them does a vegan diet. And mm-hmm. then a third one does another type of diet. And it's mm-hmm. all, uh, the study is how the foods and what we eat affect our not biological age, our What's the other term? I think they said clock, right? Clock. Like basically how old you are in years mm-hmm. versus how old your body is in the way that it like produces all of these chemicals or d- your adrenals are whatever. Like, And I remember we were, we were DMing back and forth one night and I was talking about goop or like I put out my story and you're like, oh my God, that's my functional medicine doctor. Yeah, Dr. Lakos. Yeah. <laughs> he was on, he was on the episode, but I really, um, Functional medicine was new to me up until about a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. I worked at a place in town last year. I worked on the fitness side of this facility, but learned so much about gut health and like still learning about it and realized like looking at my teenage years, I am attributing a lot of that to what I ate because I was a swimmer mm-hmm. and like 13, 14, 15 years old, like just eating anything I wanted Mm -hmm. and now looking back thinking like I would 1000% guarantee that attributed to my mental health yeah you know and what what how it made me feel and kind of uh, not the cause of it but definitely a source and and kind of um it didn't help right (laughs) didn't help the situation so you get to LA and at this point is the SIBO under control um, no, so that's actually so I had tried so many different rounds of things and it didn't work, and that's when I actually went to Dr. Lakos for. Okay. Okay. So I found him through Kelly Levique. She's an, an a wellness guru, and you can follow her on Instagram. It's Be Well by Kelly, and she um, has a great book called In Body Love, and okay. it's got great recipes. And I actually worked with her um, as it, she's a nutritionist. I worked with her before my wedding. And to really be like, hey, like I feel like I've done everything. Right. Like, is there anything you can see that could help me and just like drop some balance right, before right. my so wedding day? So you had started day. to gain the weight from the carbs, that yeah, the, from the, the SIBO doctor, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, and then she was the one that recommended to me go to him for okay. blood work. Okay. And what did he find in your blood work? Yeah, I mean, at that time, I was just. Still, I feel like dealing with a lot of health components of the Adderall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say, I think, I mean, this was not guaranteed, but I remember somebody saying every year you take it, it's like, you know, it could take like seven years to really fully recover really? Like from mentally. Wow. Um, but really, we focused on the SIBO. I mean, that was my main right. thing at that point. And I ended up doing this thing on the internet called the homemade elemental diet, which I don't recommend, but it did kill it. Really? Um, but he was super helpful with also just really helping with like hormone and mind balancing right, and right, things like right, that that right. I was dealing with. But yeah, he's amazing. Check out the the Goop um, yeah. lab, it's called. And then he was on the episode with Dr. John Aramal, who's yes. amazing for the breath work. Breathwork, and that was yeah. that seven-day link I sent you for yes. the free seven-day breath work that he has. So if you're looking to kind of cleanse energy, 
in your yeah, body. That stuff is new to me too. Like the whole, I'm, I'm on this like Wim Hof thing with yeah. the breath work and the, the cold showers and mm-hmm. very interesting stuff. But like stuff that I'm like, this is uh, legit. Like yeah, and we that's... need to do more of this sort of healing than like yeah. popping a pill. And it's so funny because like in LA, you can go like every corner has these mm-hmm. like healing places. Mm-hmm. So you go in and sit in the cold bathtubs and yes. do the saunas and the, the breath, breath work. They put on the meditations yep. for William Hoff's breathing yep. and everything. Yep. So I know it's like another world out there. It really is. <laughs> but it's it really coming is. this way. I know. Slowly but surely. Or everyone from LA is coming here. Yeah. Which leads <laughs> us to the next part yeah so you over the past year um decided to kind of come back to your roots and your yeah. husband he obviously doesn't have family in the U.S. He, or... Yeah, his family's all in Spain. Yeah, so. so he didn't care. Yeah, I mean, it was just so, it was just getting depressing watching all these places shut down out yeah. in California. And like every, you know, companies were, I mean, downtown LA is still shut down. It's That's like, insane. they're slowly opening, but it's, you know, people are, I mean, they're not even, I think gyms are at 20% capacity yeah. now. yeah retail is still at like 25, 50%. I mean, it's just such a different world there. So you wanted to be closer to your family, kind of get back to your roots. Um, but it hasn't been, you know, a super easy transition. It's not too bad. I mean, there's definitely, you know, there was like a list of wellness things I did in California that I was like worried about having here, but you know, I've been researching a lot talking to anybody and everybody in the health and wellness space of like, who's your acupuncturist? Right. Like, where do you go for energy healing? Which I still haven't found in Atlanta. If anyone knows an energy healer, yeah. reach out to Adair. Yeah, I definitely need that. I had this amazing woman in LA. Um, her name was Iris and it was her Instagram is Fusion Healing. Okay. And she um, is a godsend and she'll do virtual stuff or just follow her on Instagram because she does all these different things to help you, um, throughout the, you know, the moon cycles and whatnot. But did you have this, this question actually just popped up in my head before when you went out there and you were on vacation and you had the anxiety or the panic attack going Mm -hmm. to the airport and turned around and didn't leave Mm -hmm. when you said, okay, we're going to leave California. We're going to move. Did Mm -hmm. you ever have any of those same feelings? Yeah. So when, um, and it wasn't, it was why it was like this, the whole last six months of the pandemic, I was at anxiety Mm -hmm. stomach issues Mm -hmm. and I just was like in my gut knew that like it was I wasn't meant to be there anymore it was Mm -hmm. like everything was falling apart like Like, it served its purpose for those 10 years and it was Mm -hmm. time for you to leave so you didn't have that panic about coming back to Atlanta you actually had the panic about staying there yeah 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 (laughs) that's crazy it came full circle (laughs) yeah literally literally so back in Atlanta and now let me ask you this. I want I want to kind of wrap it up. Um, <clears throat> doing all the work and really kind of figuring out what's best for you and your body. What are some things like kind of day to day things that you still do? And is do you feel like you can say like my gut health issues are healed? Um, no, they're definitely not healed. They're way better. Okay. Um, I'm a lot more mindful about what I eat, and I I guess the hardest part for me is that I could throw myself like into my own world and like not socialize and be mm. like a hermit with like eating clean and like not going to see anybody right. or whatever. Cause I'm fine with that. Um, but then I do have this like small side, especially now being back, be like, well, I got to catch up with people. Right, so right. it's like, how do I like not be that neurotic person right. that I was for 10 years? Yeah. Um, 
But things that I have to do on a daily basis or I just can't function well is I always get up in the morning and I have my like herbal Chinese pu'er tea that I was telling you guys about. Mm -hmm. And you can get it on Amazon or I have this awesome vital tea shop in San Francisco will deliver it to you. But this pu'er tea is really good for digestion and inflammation. Okay. And I will drink a whole pot of that like in the, in the morning. morning, like a huge pot and like drink it, drink it, drink it until my digestion is flowing for the day. It helps you yeah. go. Okay. And it, okay. all of a sudden Versus like- coffee or do you also drink coffee? No coffee. So Ever. my adrenals can't, after getting off Adderall, I cannot drink ca- like ca- heavy caffeine. Really? I can drink um, like green tea, but sure. I can't do black tea. Okay. Um, I'll do white tea, um, which I love, but mainly I do herbal tea in the morning okay um so that is something i have to do for my digestion and i have to do for my mental clarity and for just body inflammation i'm gonna start that i know that you mentioned it but i honestly i didn't look into it but um because i'm such a coffee addict yeah but i i like it because like i have to just i only drink water or coffee like i don't drink milk i don't drink juice i don't Mm -hmm. drink so for me it's just like something other than just water try the puer it'll change your life i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try that (laughs) Um, and then from there, I, you know, I do try to, I don't do like the full intermittent fasting. I just go day by day of how, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. I'm not going to force myself to starve if I'm like dying inside. (laughs) But because again, my adrenals, I still like are still affected by it. Um, but if you don't have adrenal issues, then intermittent fasting is great. However, a lot of research now says that it's not not as good good. for women, but it's good for men. Um, but after that, I always have my really clean smoothie that's filled with chlorophyll and spirulina and Mm -hmm. everything else kind of changes throughout the day. But if I don't have my chlorophyll and spirulina on a daily basis, like I feel definitely like my ankles doesn't feel as like less inflamed from the car accident. Yeah. From that car accident. Yeah. So I get really bad um, arthritis in my okay. ankle if I don't eat clean. So, uh, stupid question: Are those like powder supplements, cap capsules, or like do you find those in foods? Um, I put it in my smoothies. Okay, so yeah. it's a it's a powder. Yeah, powders okay. and the chlorophyll's liquid, so you keep it in the fridge and pour it in your um, smoothie. Does, do you taste either of those? Yeah, I get the chlorophyll with mint, and mm. then the spirulina. Um, it's called Health Force brand. That's okay. the only one that I like that doesn't taste funny, and it's a really clean algae. You have to be careful about where your algae yeah, comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those two combined, um, I mean, you feel like you could, that could take care of your greens for the day if you didn't like eating salads I or things like try that. The, uh, now I know why your Instagram is called the Dare's Way. Yeah, a Dare's Way. I, dare, <laughs> I want to yeah. do a Dare's Way for like a month and see how I feel. Like yeah. I'm actually really interested in this. Yes. Okay. So what else? Tell me all the things. Um, And then that's, so I make sure that like my smoothie obviously has like the proper protein, fat, right, fiber. Right. Um, and then later in the day, like I really don't force myself to eat anything for a few hours because I'm like with my mental clarity, like I really mm-hmm. like to dive into work and then maybe I'll eat lunch at like three o'clock, yeah, like yeah. really late. I mean, it's always, people always think it's so weird, but I'm like, oh, but I would rather have like really light free flowing during the yeah. day, get everything done and then have my main meal like between lunch and dinner. Yeah. So whatever that soup, stews, meat, you right. know, like right. feel So you're not vegan or anything like you eat meat, you eat, yeah. No, I definitely was vegan for four years when I was like training right. for and that high five. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I own Adderall. <laughs> Popping Adderall in the middle of your bike sessions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But um, no, now I'm like a, I guess a flexitarian or I like to say I'm an 
dairy and like right. I really don't follow anything I like eat intuitively if I'm craving yeah. fish I eat fish if I it's like I'll go through phases where meat grosses me out mm. I won't eat it for like months at a time and then I can't stop eating it yeah. so I don't it's just you know following whatever feels good for yeah. you yeah <laughs> what other things is that is that pretty much it for like the diet those are things I have and the to amino do amino acids obviously yeah and like I definitely at night um, I'm really adamant about magnesium mm. if I don't you have too. magnesium my digestion is slow if I don't have magnesium I don't sleep as well mm-hmm. um, I do I mean I Obviously, I want to tell everybody like, oh, whole food is the best. And it is. But if you've had issues or if you've had any, obviously, stimulants or drugs or anything like that, like in your body, it's not going to be enough, you know. And that's why I relied so much on IVs and things to really boost my system. Like if I'm feeling sluggish and tired and overwhelmed and anxiety, I know that my micronutrients – and macronutrients are off, so I'm going to go get an IV and right. be like, not feel guilty about spending that money. Right, it's going to make me feel amazing. Well, you can go out and spend a hundred dollars <laughs> on drinks one night, or you can go get a hundred dollar IV with yeah. the extra B12s and all the things in them, or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so other than like nutrition and obviously really paying attention to what you're putting in your body, mm-hmm. do you have any other tips or tricks that might help somebody um, with the the mental clarity of the processing, whether it's like journaling or exercising or walking, stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, um, meditate daily. Um, I'm, maybe I don't do it daily, I should say, because obviously life gets in the way, but I do put on those like YouTube sleep meditations at night that are like those Hertz cleansing aura. Like it's like an eight hour thing. So, and if I, when I was in LA, I did have that amazing energy healer and that really helped block and get out like things that were stuck Stuck, and you don't realize are affecting you. I mean, I started working with energy healers after my car accident when I was 16. So it's not, it's something that I've done for 20 something years um because they told me the blood flow wasn't going to come back so it's funny when now it's like kind of starting to become popular and I and people think that like I'm definitely like an empath and I'm definitely affected and I never really understood it until the last five years and then it's like oh well this is why I'm not like weird I just am in tuned right (laughs) gosh there is somebody in town so a couple years ago I broke these two fingers and one of them is still stuck. Like it won't straighten, but somebody suggested, and I kind of like, you know, was like, mm, uh, <laughs> you're crazy. Or I, not. Like no, yeah. I never thought they were crazy. Like I'm a very <laughs> open book, but I honestly, I was just lazy and didn't want to spend the time and the effort to like go down Ooh, to this person. Me, go. But I'm going to have to mm-hmm. figure out who that was. Cause I remember somebody like DM me, I should try that. Instead. I went to four months of occupational therapy and spent um, hundreds of dollars on that with yeah. my copay, and then also was on steroids for oh, five gosh. months, which no. just did uh, so much damage to yeah. my body. Um, luckily, I'm off of all that and just deal with this finger not fully straightening. But I will f- <laughs> let me let me figure out um, when we when we post this episode. I'm sure somebody will reach out with yeah. an energy healer in town. Perfect. So is that kind of like that goop episode where? They're yeah. they're literally like like kind of like thrusting off the table. Like is that the type Every of energy? Every healer work? is so different. Okay. His is very unique um to that. I've never worked with him, but 
everybody does a little bit differently. The yeah. girl I went to in Fusion Healing in LA, Iris, she burps. And she was actually in the Kardashian show. Really? Um, she does a thing where she pulls the in- negative energy out of you and then she's belching it out. So I know it sounds crazy, but it literally, it's like Like you changing. swear by it? Like it oh worked my gosh. for you? Yeah. Like it got me through a really tough two years of like job stuff and like just anxiety that I was dealing with. I also think the other the other point to make about anything like this, anything mm-hmm. that seems frou-frou or like woo-woo or whatever term you want to use. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you believe in it mm-hmm. and if it works for you, whether yeah. it's a placebo thing or whether it actually works, mm-hmm. who the fuck cares? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to heal me in whatever aspect I need to be yeah. healed and it's like – okay, we're going to go to the cliffs of whatever, whatever, and do this weird thing, and it works, or I believe that it works, then it works. Like, your reality is your reality. Yeah, and every healer is different. Like, I went to an amazing one in Italy when I lived there for six months, and he worked on all the soccer players and the Pope. Like, he lived in the middle of nowhere. My my dad's cousin took me to to him, and... You, his was all Reiki and heat, but I was like sweating on the table when he, you're done with him because of his energy coming through. Wow. Um, but yeah, so everybody has their different way of moving the energy. Yeah. It's just in that you'd react differently to each sure. one. Okay. But um, that has been life changing. And if I, and again, I'm, if you're, if I don't focus on my digestion and I'm not going every day, then my mental health is so yeah. off. Yeah. Like. Do you still get bouts of depression or anxiety or what if mental dr- health When wise? I drink alcohol, I, I don't drink it a lot. Or if I do, I like really limit myself mm-hmm. to like two or three glasses because mm-hmm. I really don't – I'm not happy the next day. Do you ever like instead of two or three glasses of wine or liquor – yeah, I mean, I um, I can't drink red wine because that's say, the worst. Wine is probably the worst thing yeah. for you, right? Um, it is. I only will focus on a couple different like ones that I like that I know don't have as much of a reaction. Right. And it's normally like when I'm in Spain, I have some brands right. that are so without clean. the sulfites. Yeah, and... and there's a couple from California that I know that are really clean. Well, that there's I do all those well companies with. now that have the cleaner wines. Yeah. I wonder if any of those would I work. I mean, definitely liquor is okay, but then I like don't really love to drink liquor because mm. <laughs> I'm just like really. Tipsy fast, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is not as good. It's definitely better for inflammation. For okay, sure. okay. All right, so we've got we've got your diet. We've got your you know listening to the YouTube relaxation at night. Mm-hmm. Like any other tips tricks? Um, I'm obsessed with endermology. Like I was telling yes. you. So if you feel like your lymphatic system is really yeah. slow and you're not cleansing and like eliminating yep. well, or you feel really puffy with a lot of water retention. Um, Especially when I had the SIBO, it was the worst for me. And endermology is something that originated in France. And it's a machine that literally like gets your whole lymphatic system moving. It like sucks down on you. Drainage, right? That um, that and magnesium baths and um, as much lymphatic drainage I can find, whether that's, you know, deep tissue massages or lymphatic draining massages. You've got that that brush that you recommended to our group. Yeah. And then do you do the, what is it called? Gua Gua sha. Gua sha. I like have one and I'm just so lazy by the time I do everything else. Yeah. I'm like the worst yeah. when it comes to my face care. Like, right. Literally I see you with your amazing things and well, you do that, it at night. That's because that thing does it all. I literally <laughs> just hold the Lumi to my face and for two minutes I'm just like this feels so good. And I'm it like, actually like cleanses. Yeah. The gua sha thing, like the one with the stone where you actually have to like hold your skin and do it. I would imagine I 
will order that and I will use it yeah. like twice and oh yeah that's it. what I have I yeah. mean I barely use it and it's funny because I'm starting to you know now that I'm 37 and I'm coming in LA everybody got Botox and I've never done anything to my face aesthetic wise I'm not yeah. against it who people do but I've spent so much money on the gut health yeah. thing and my ankle thing that by the time it gets to my face I'm like oh you're it's like it. the last thing right. I can deal right. with right right <laughs> well, I like never really wear makeup I'm like but like honestly <laughs> maybe we're gonna find if you treat your body yeah, your properly and yeah. your gut mm-hmm. that like it comes out in your skin and you Definitely. don't I mean I know for me especially like if I have a crazy week where I'm stressed and like all I want is sugar and you know chocolate or whatever like my face feels it definitely feels it so I think that they completely you know coincide with what you're putting in your body and um you know for the the Botox thing I think that's like if you want to do it great if you don't want to fine I think we're the only ones that notice the wrinkles in our own you know, until we're like 50, 60 years yeah. old. But like the I fact I thousand percent have them, but <laughs> <laughs> just not doing anything about but it. But whether like that actually makes a difference in your life, no, like you'd rather yeah. focus on this other stuff, which is fine. Some people would rather focus on the lips and the, the yeah. whatever. I don't even know what yeah. everyone else gets done, but yeah. it's where you want to spend your time and your money. Yes, I know. I'm like, I've had so much bad, like, with all the autoimmune things that I've dealt with, I just know I'll be that person that tries to do that and then something like awful, Crazy like a happen. reaction yeah. to me and I'm like, can't handle like, it. There's this girl on Instagram, <laughs> oh my God, my friends were showing me her um, her page. She's like a big blogger influencer and she got Botox and they did something wrong. I think I saw it. Did her you see eye? that? Yeah. yeah. One eye was like huge and one eye was like tiny and she looked just, she I mean, she was completely yeah. disproportionate. I mean, granted, it'll go away because Botox wears off, but yeah. for the next three months, she's going to look like a weirdo yeah so yeah it can definitely your body could react to it and I think it's fair somebody like you that's gone through all of these issues from like birth basically yeah. to be a little fearful of anything I like know. that I right? think that's why I'm like everyone's like why haven't you have kids yet I'm like oh my god I feel like all of that baggage was like a million kids I just right. went through and so now I'm finally like more balanced I'm like okay I'll think about it now yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... so you just, you you feel like you're settled in Atlanta. I know you've only been here for a little while. Yeah, definitely a great decision to get out of LA for you. You still don't have any, you know, regrets about that. Feeling good here. Yeah, no, I mean, if any time to like transition after this was the year to yeah. do it, I think I would have never done it otherwise. Yeah. Well, I'm... like I always say, <laughs> you know, I've moved around. I've lived on all coasts. Um, you can always move back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a pain in the ass. It's there. It'll be there. It's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but you could always go back. You could always visit. You yeah. could go, go see your energy healer like yeah. once once a quarter. You know, that's a totally. good excuse to go back. Yeah. So what's on the agenda for this year? What are your kind oh, of personal man. goals? Um, just really get financially stable. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, being in sales for the last like 10 years, you were like up and down, up and down. Right. And I didn't own any property. And right. so now we're just like really want to focus on like, you know, building a community and a home and just yeah. staying grounded for a while and being yeah. excited about finally being close to my family again. Right, right, right. Have they been supportive this whole time of your, you know, quote unquote crazy journey? Because yeah. to a lot of people that aren't open to this sort of thing, it seems it was, a little bizarre. Yeah, it was really hard for them to understand the gut health thing. Yeah. Um, I was just always the one that was like, oh, dear, has stomach issues. I mean, it wasn't like they were never not I mean, like, of course, my parents are 100% were always supportive sure. of everything I did. Um, you know, they were 
didn't want me to move to California, but my dad was all about like going back to nutrition school and helping me with that. Um, So now it's funny because now they're all like coming to me for like, oh, Mm. I have inflammation Mm -hmm. or I don't feel good about this or X, Y, Z. And um, not everybody listens. And I tried not to. I did go through that phase where I did give people advice all the time. And now I'm like, no, I just keep it to myself. Yeah. Or like, this is what worked for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's definitely a good, it's, it's that fine line between like, you see people and how they're treating their body and it's very hard mm-hmm. to not judge yes. because you're pretty in tune and intuitive like me where you're like, there's I a reason you to, feel that way. Yeah, I used to be that way, but now I'm so at a different point where I'm like to each its own. Right. Like I will not change you. Yeah. You won't change unless you're coming to me and asking for help. Right. And if I just literally keep my mouth shut unless somebody's asking. I love that. <laughs> that's 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 the way to go because I have learned through fitness, especially like when people are like, Oh, I wanna do I I need to lose this weight or whatever, whatever. And I'm like that's great. And I can put you on that path, but I can't want it more than you want it. So ultimately like, I'm just here for suggestions. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this has been amazing. I know. So much information. I think what I, a place I want to get to in this podcast is to bring people back and have our listeners, you know, reach out to me with questions, whether I need to create like a Google voice thing or like a phone line or something. Um, but even like sliding into my DMs, I'm going to start kind of keeping track of these episodes and my guests. And I think you'd be a great person to bring back. And whether people are dealing with gut issues or they're, you know, in the midst of dealing with their ADD addiction or whatever it yeah. is, bring you back to answer some of these questions. Yeah, I would love to. If you're to. open to that. So what would you tell somebody? Final question and then we'll <laughs> we'll sign off. Um, what would you tell somebody that knows that they're addicted and probably doesn't need to be on the medication, but they just seem like there's no answer. Yeah. I mean, one is I would definitely find a functional medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. It's so, it is expensive and your insurance usually it doesn't cover it, but they're going to be the ones that do the blood work to really find your markers. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you aren't there financially, just, do the the food aspect first mm-hmm. like the sensitivity test yeah or yeah. even you know just if you can't even afford that like just go on a detox like you're not going to get to the point mentally and physically if right. you can't even clean up your diet and and give up alcohol and sugar and all of that for 30 days and when we say detox what we're really talking about is an anti-inflammatory yeah. diet yes. foods that cause inflammation in your body your body basically fights so mm-hmm. all you have to do is google you know an anti-inflammatory yeah, even just go on a diet. paleo cleanse right like just do paleo for 30 days um that basically eliminates everything that you need right. and start there start there and then you will be so much more clear-headed yeah to make that decision of the next step right and to feel like Okay, I'm clear-headed just from changing my food. It's empowering me to get off of this medication mm-hmm. if I'm ready to do that, you know, and, and asking my doctor for help and yeah. weaning off and, and all of the things. So these yeah. are – I lo- like this was a great I – lo- I could probably sit here and talk to you for another two hours. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just want to say thank you for coming on yeah, and being really you. honest. And where can um, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, I've, I'm on Instagram as a dares way, A-D-A-I-R-S-W-A-Y. Um, so then just 
look at me there. I have my website there too. Yes. Yeah, that has like recipes and yeah. supplement recommendations and things. Um, but yeah, you can DM me there. Yeah, DM <laughs> her and she will honestly have like three suggestions. Most of it's on, a lot of your stuff is on Amazon that you use, which is mm-hmm. great because I'm like, oh, Prime. Yeah. Delivered, <laughs> deliver, delivered in two days. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adair. We're going to bring you back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Six Feet Above podcast. I'm your host, Megan Armstrong. Subscribe so you never miss another episode as a new episode is released every Tuesday. And if you're enjoying the series, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Follow the show on Instagram at Six Feet Above Podcast to keep the conversation going and feel free to reach out to me directly at Megstagram11. This episode is a product of Audiographies, produced by Megan Armstrong and Denor Sapolia, edited by Jacob Smolian, and the music is by Keenan Willis, funded by yours truly. I'll see you next time.